Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports, Esports, and All of the Above podcast. I am your host, Big Poppy. If you guys watching on YouTube, what's up? And if you guys watching the audio version of this, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and I believe I'll do it on Apple Music or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for listening, and make sure to go check out my Twitch, BigPoppy underscore live, and you, if you guys are listening to this on the audio version, it's also BigPoppy underscore live on Twitter. So so this is a new podcast. I, I just started this podcast. Um, I started this, I had a podcast before called All Option Sports, but then I stopped, I don't know why I stopped, I just didn't get, I was kind of uninterested in podcast, and, uh, and I, I really want to do something, because I love technology, and I love sports, so, so, and video games, so, there's always gonna be a, the first half of the, every episode is, um, is, um, the sports part, and the second half is, eat, a video game topic or a technology topic or an esport topic, whichever one I end up reading up on for the episode. I'm gonna start doing three episodes a week: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They'll be released on YouTube and everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And yeah, let's get started with my before camp predictions for the NFL season. Now. Now, now, first off, I do want to um, state that I I evaluated these game by game, and whoever won, whoever won a certain week, whoever won a certain week, then I just I just this is not how I think the standings are gonna go, based on just like. Just a number. I went game by game and predicted the NFL season. Shout out to PlayoffPredictors.com. I did this on their website. And yeah, I'll put up a graphic to see. But first, before I get into my predictions, I want a response to Nick Wright. What show is he on? I can't. It's that one with Chris Carter. I think it's Get Up. Is it? It's on Fox. But that man predicted the Broncos to go three and thirteen. Now I to be honest, I am a Broncos fan, but I do not think the Broncos are gonna go three and thirteen. I will get that when I go into the AFC, I'm gonna stun the NFC. Just once funded to that, I'll probably post a YouTube video um uh reacting to that because that it just makes me mad. The calling Coward video is hilarious. I'm gonna, I, I already recorded that and it's hilarious. I, I suggest you guys to check it out where Nick Wright and Coward go, go head to head arguing about the Broncos. But, let's start off with my, with my before camp season predictions. I'm gonna go, um, starting with the north, south, then east, then west. From each conference, and I'm going to go team by team and explain why I have. And I think I'll include my Super Bowl predictions on here. But, uh, yeah. And then also, 
Also, I know the NBA got released, the NBA season, and how it's going to walk. I'm going to do my playoff predictions and who I think will capture the 8th seed in both the East and the West. That will be on Wednesday's episode. Also, later on the show, we're going to be talking about the state of Battle Royales as a video game. And are they going to last? So let's get into my before camp season predictions of the NFL. So first, starting with the NFC North, I have the Green Bay Packers winning the division at 11-5. and five. Now, I think Green Bay is a very, very interesting team this year. You saw that they drafted Jordan Love instead of going like a guy like T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr. Beyond me... Wait, 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 wait. Who... Is there any good wide receiver? Let me, let, let me search this up. I believe... I believe there's a good wide receiver that went after him in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, first round. A good running back, a good wide receiver, no. No, Branding Ayuk went right before, uh, Jordan Love in the first round. Now, I, that is a tough, tough pick. Jordan Love... I don't, I don't like it, but here's why I think Green Bay will win the division. The whole reason why they will win the division is because of Aaron Gaston Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is a blue chip quarterback, even though he's not in his MVP form he was a couple seasons ago. I think he will perform immensely with, with um, Devontae Adams and I think Alan Lizard, Lizard will emerge as a great receiver. And you know what? I still have some hope in Marquez Val- Valdez Scanling. I think he can emerge, but we will see. Aaron Jones is probably one of the more underrated running backs in the league, and I think he will do fantastic with Aaron Rodgers and and uh and I think that offense will be good. The defense the defense will be good with the Smith brothers, Adrian Amos in the section secondary, Jay Alexander. And then you can't forget about Kenny Clark manning the middle. I think that's the recipe for success in a division like the NFC North. And now I have Minnesota as a wild card at ten and six. Now I'm explaining this on the so the people on the audio version know, but if you are on YouTube, I think I think I'll display a graphic when I when I when I go back to Lincoln's. So I got Minnesota at ten and six, ten and six. Now I think they drafted really really well. I think they drafted amazing. I really want to point out that they got Justin Jefferson at pick twenty two. I thought he would go up more towards the 2018, between 20 and 18. That was a great pick. And then Jeff, Jeff Gladney, who I picked them going, he, I picked them going at 22, I believe, in my, back when I was trying to do all option sports. 
And yeah, so I picked him. I picked him going 22, and I love the value at 30, 31 that they got. Excuse me, sorry. I also love love the pick of I can't pronounce his name, but uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I love the pickup of that tackle out of Boise State provides provides Cousins with a little bit extra protection. Now, I didn't really look at him, evaluate him much, but I heard he had an amazing, amazing senior day. I mean, senior bowl performance. And I think he, not amazing like over the top, but you guys know what I mean. But I think he will play a viable starting position in the offense. And I think... The Minnesota Vikings definitely is in that range. In the in the range of ten and six and eleven five, they can even make the, the, the division. I might change my thought. I just have the Packers and Minnesota Vikings right up next to each other, and I really do think that one of them will come out top. I just got to see a little bit of preseason, and then I will do my before season predictions. Coming up when the, if the season starts, if it's if coronavirus allows it to do so. Now Chicago, Chicago, I have going eight and eight. Their defense is elite, but I'm still not impressed with their quarterback situation. Mitch Trubisky, I I can I'll give him one more year. He was a sophomore last. Was he a sophomore? No, that was his third year last year. I'm gonna give him one more year. I'm going to give him one more year. And if he doesn't figure it out, I write him off. I write him off. Nick Foles, we saw him in Jacksonville. He struggled. That team was okay. They had decent weapons with T.D.J. Shock and and uh, Alan Hans was on that team. Or Marquise Lee, I can't remember. And Leonard Fournette, don't... I, I gotta, I'll go get to Jacksonville's, but yeah. Nick Foles cannot, I'm not impressed with their quarterback situation. So I have him around that 8 and 8, 7 and 9 spot. Um, really, a couple of games that I have him losing could go them winning, and a couple of games I have him winning, they could be losing. So I think they'll find themselves around a 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7. At the most, 10-6, and six, but Mitchell Trubisky has to have a few things go this their way. Now, Detroit, I do have going 5-11. and 11. Sorry, Detroit fans, but your defense, even though you have Matt Patricia, which is arguably one of the better defensive coaches, defensive head coaches in the NFL, I still think that you, that, that, um... Defense really isn't cutting it. You trade away your best player by far in Darius Slay. Like, come on, Detroit. Matt Patricia should have just sucked it up and let Darius Slay slay. Or at least pay the man. Pay the man. He deserves it. Pay the man. But the defense isn't good. Matthew Stafford, I don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. He probably will, but I don't think he'll be 100%. Kenny Galladay is the really only... And Kerryon Johnson... Are there really only upsides to that offense? And yeah, that's the reason I have um, 
Detroit going 5-11 and 11 in the NFC North. Now, moving on to the NFC South. I have New Orleans winning the division at 12-4. and 4. Now, you can argue Tampa, but I think Tampa with the virtual offseason and Brady, I don't think they'll click as fast, allowing them to lose a couple games early, early in the season. So, I, I, I have them going 5-11. and 11, So, they're right there. They can easily go on like a crazy win streak. And I just, I just think that they, they will pick it up late, but you, you never know with Brady in the playoffs. So I have, I've New Orleans at 12 and 4, capturing the one seed, and Tampa capturing, capturing a wild card. I gotta go, I think they're the top wild, yeah, they're the top wild card team. Uh, yeah, the seed in number 5. I think that's a great place for Tampa. Now, Atlanta, 10 and 6. I don't think, unless you fire Dan Quinn, I don't think, I don't think they're changing what they're doing over there. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, fantastic duo. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, good, but I don't think that defense is up to par of where it should be. And I just think, I just think they'll disappoint like they did last season. They might, I, I think if they really start clicking and the defense really starts better, I think they can go 10 and 6 and 11 and 5, but right now I have them going 6 and 10. I just think, I really just think that it's not, it's not Atlanta's year. Again, it always seems not to be Atlanta's year since 2016. Which is kind of disappointing, but, you know, unless they change the coaching staff, I don't believe in the culture over in Atlanta. And then, oh, and then I have Carolina going 2-14. and 14. Holy crap. I totally forgot about Teddy Bridgewater. I thought, I thought Kyle Allen was their quarterback. Never mind, never mind. I do not have Carolina going 2-14. and f- 14. I think they go around 10 and 6. 10 and 6, um, 9 and 7 with Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater will perform fantastically. And I think, and I think, um, the pair of DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and Teddy Bridgewater will carry the team. But I do not see him making the playoffs over, over teams like Seattle and Arizona. Like, even though I already mentioned, I think really for the wild card spot, I'll, I'll, once I finish the NFC East, I'll get into that. But I think, Carolina, sorry for my 2 and 14 prediction, I totally forgot about Teddy Bridgewater. I totally forgot about Teddy Bridgewater for a split second when I was doing my predictions. When I was going through yesterday. And doing my predictions, I, to- I totally spaced that Teddy Bridgewater was on the team. So yeah, I think it'll go. They'll go ten and six, eleven and five maybe. Um, but yeah, and then I have, I have Philadelphia going eleven and five and winning the division. I do not believe in Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, but they do have C.D. Lamb. I mean. Dallas, I have going, I'll just skip to Dallas real quick. I have Dallas going 7 and 9. And I, 
I just don't believe in Dak Prescott. I do not believe in that defense. They lost their shutdown. He did not have a good season last year, but Byron Jones is a shutdown corner. We can all agree on that. I mean, I, I'll, Byron Jones is a shutdown corner. I can fight with you over that in the YouTube comments or tweet at me. Big Poppy underscore live. Haha, <laughs> I got you with the plug. But, uh, yeah. So, um, I think, I think Dallas will go, I, right now I have them at 7 and 9, but I think their ceiling's 9 and 7. And I just, just, Mike Milwaukee, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know about Mike Milwaukee. You saw what he did in Green Bay. That was rough towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay. That was that was not a good showing. Now back to Philly at eleven and five. I think Carson Wentz is the new Russell Wilson, where everyone doubts him. Really, in those Super Bowl teams back in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, the teams that the twenty thirteen team that won the Super Bowl and the twenty fourteen team that went to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz played a bigger proponent than he got credited. Everyone was like, uh, everyone gave the credit to like Marshawn Lynch and the defense, but I still think was I, I believe that Russell Wilson was the main proponent of those teams, and I think Carson Wentz is becoming the new Russell Wilson where everyone overlooks him, and I just yeah I just believe that greatly. I think I think Carson Wentz is a top six, top five quarterback in this league. I think his he can throw any ball on the field. He can escape from the pocket. And people who argue he gets hot too much, it's that's not a good argument because he's missed eight games over the last, not including playoffs, over the last four seasons. So I just think Carson Wentz is could win MVP this year too and I think he, and he won't be selling to a bunch of lawn furniture and and no offense to Greg Ward last year was great for his role I think he'll be a great fourth third option on that team I think Alshon Jeffrey just needs to stay healthy Deshaun Jackson if he stays healthy they definitely go better than nine and seven I think they go um, 11 and 5 where I have them this year if Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey stay healthy. And I think Miles Sanders will really have a breakout year this year. I think he will be... Is there a reward for most improved players? I think there used to be, but not anymore. But I really do think that he will be... He will be a great proponent in this offense. And... Yeah, I, I really... I really think that, um, I really think that Philly will win the division, uh, I forget what seed, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the seeding once I'm done with the NFC, I don't want to spoil anything, gotta listen all the way through, you know what I'm saying, gotta get the watch time, you know, you guys, you guys, you guys know the deal already, um, oh, oh, I should be like one of those guys, you have to watch till the end of the video, and I do a $50 V-Buck giveaway. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. More giveaways in the future if I... If you guys want some. Um, but I have the New York Football Giants going 6-10. and 10, Which is a step up from their 4-12 and 12 record 
last year. I think Daniel Jones make a big leap, but not a big enough leap. I think, uh, who did they draft? Oh, yeah, yeah, Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas will be a fantastic player, and I think Saquon will do his job next year. He'll be a top fantasy running back. I still think, um, Saquon is probably, he's probably, I think potentially he, he can be up there in yardage. I think he'll definitely, when it's all said and done, he'll definitely be a top 10, top 5 running back of all time. He has the talent to do so. He has the ceiling to do so. And we'll just see with Saquon. Now I got the Washington Redskins. Damn. They need to figure out their quarterback situation. Now, Dwayne Haskins, I see him walking out. I've seen Twitter. Don't worry. Don't worry. I've seen Twitter. I just think he needs to sit behind someone good. He needs to sit behind someone good, not like a Case Keenum or a, um, like an Alex Smith. If Alex Smith was healthy, then I think last year, if he sat behind him the whole year, he would be ready for this year. But I have him going 1-15, 2-14, maybe 4-12. 4-12. I mean, they can definitely steal some wins in the division. I just don't see them... They're just not a good football team. I mean, if Darius Geis is healthy and is really the main back, I can definitely see them going like, like six and ten, seven and nine, because Darius Geis is really that good. But besides that, I don't see them really winning any football games outside of their division. Now, for the NFC West, I got the San Francisco 49ers winning the division at 11-5. and five. People who's trashing on Jimmy G, Jimmy G's a good quarterback. He just needs to tweak and just fix a couple things. I still think he's a viable option. That defense is still, still stout. I think Richard Sherman takes a step back and plays a second cornerback role and a leader role. I don't even know who their second cornerback is, but I remember them being good. But yeah, I think I think they win the Super Bowl next, last year if they don't press Shaman. Shaman, if you sit Shaman in a zone, Shaman doesn't play on an island. You have to sit Shaman in a zone for him to be successful. But I still think they go eleven and five. That defensive line is still cooked without DeForest Buckner. I think Javon Kinlaw is a perfect replacement. Um, for Javon Kinlaw, I mean, Javon Kinlaw is a perfect replacement for DeForest Buckner. I think he fits in with that, with that powerful play style more, because you got Eric Armstead being the finesse that he is, and then you got, you got guys like Nick Bosa on the edge, and, and did you guys hear that Joey Bosa wants to go to the Niners once his contract is up this year? Don't look at me started about the championship. But then... Finishing second in division, I got the 10-6 and six Seattle Seahawks finishing the division. I think Russell Wilson is a... You can't really predict too high in these early predictions because you look like a complete idiot if it doesn't happen. So I think 10-6 and six is a fair, a really, really fair, fair say for the Seattle Seahawks. I think 
um, DK Metcalf will emerge as a premier wide receiver. I think um, Tyler Lockett will be a viable number two option. And I just, the defense and Bobby, led by Bobby Wagner, your defense can't really, never really be bad if, if you're led by a guy like Bobby Wagner. I really think it can never be bad at all. Um, then, now here's the p- surprise. I got Arizona just missing the playoffs at 10 and 6. I think Kyler Murray takes a huge, humongous leap. This year, with his weapons, I think his O-line is still shaky, which will allow them to lose um, big-time games against Seattle, which which puts them outside the playoffs. But I think I think if they if the offensive line gets this gets their stuff together, they can they can be a really real threat in the NFC. You got DeAndre Hopkins on the same team. DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake. Who else do they have? Christian Cork. Um, I can't remember who they have at wide receiver. And that defense, that New York look defense with with Jordan Hicks. You got Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons is going to really gel that defense together. I think he will play the same as a Darwin James in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Chargers system. But I think, I think, um, his main position being linebacker. So how most plays, Don James plays linebacker, I think, I mean, safety, I think that's the same with, but Isaiah Simmons will be playing linebacker. But I think he will still line up, I think he'll still line up at edge. I think he'll also play some downs at slot cornerback if needed. And then also some downs at strong safety in the box. I don't think he's, he's a good free safety, but I don't think that's where he's the most effective. I think he's the most effective in the box, but if they really need him, he can play slot corner. And I think that will be fantastic. That will be fantastic for the, um, for the, for the, um, Arizona Cardinals. So I see them sending out, and I, Right outside the playoffs, but the I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers fans, but I got your boys at seven and nine. I don't see Jared Goff taking a step back this year. Um, he should have he should have made the playoffs last year. To be honest, um, they should they finished nine and seven, I believe. And and um, let me double check that. Los Angeles. Rams. They finished nine and seven, and I just think they they should have won the game against. They should have won the game against Dallas late in the season. But I think this is the downfall. Yeah, they finished. They finished. They finished nine and seven. I just think that they could have done a lot better. Drafting, I think Jalen Ramsey's the only good cornerback piece. Wait, did they? I thought they added someone. They added Ramsey, but yeah, they got rid of them. No, they still have Nickel Wilby Coleman, um, but they got rid of Marcus Peters and Aki Talib, which were fantastic players on their Super Bowl team. But I think this year they step take a step back. 
but I would, I would, I would look out for the Los Angeles Chargers, I mean Rams, in the 2021 season. I think that's where Jared Dugout takes his leap back into the, into, um, fame. But yeah, I think, I think this year the, the Rams take a ginormous step back. And then, and then, so yeah, I'm gonna go, uh, pop up a graphic right now. But for you, my audio listeners, uh, um, the standings look, New Orleans held, held the number one seed at 12 and 14. The Niners hold the number two seed at 11 and 5. Philadelphia holds the number three seed at 11 and 5. And Green Bay holds the number four seed at 11 and 5. And then I have Minnesota, I mean, I, then I have Tampa Bay having the fifth seed. Minnesota having the sixth seed. No, Seattle having the sixth seed and Minnesota having the seventh seed. But I think Arizona or or Carolina can uh, knock on the doors. I think it's really a six-team race. Six-team race for those wildcard spots. The teams I just mentioned, mentioned Minnesota, Chicago, I think, if Mitch Trubisky gets his stuff together. Um, Carolina... Carolina, Tampa Bay, uh, Seattle, and Arizona, I think, all have viable chances to make the playoffs next year for the NFC side. Now, time to move on to the AFC, my division. If you guys don't know, I'm a Broncos fan. I think you guys can, you YouTube audience can see right there. There's a Blanco's Christmas hat. I have to clean up. Don't, don't trash me about that. But yeah, um, so I'll do the same way. Um, go from the north all the way to the west. And yeah, let's start this thing. Sound with the AFC North. I got the wa- wa- Ravens, Ravens, Ravens winning the division at 3 and 13. I don't think Lamar Jackson takes a step back this year. His drive is amazing. Have you listened to the guy speak? It's amazing his drive, and I think, I think, I think his he will he will succeed this year at three and thirteen. Now the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger are finishing ten and six. I think the addition of Eric Ebron and Juju Smith-Schuster and Ben Roethlisberger being healthy, along with that defense led by Mika Fitzpatrick, will be lethal. And I I think this I will I. Pretty, I'm positive that the Steelers would do good this year, and I have them at ten and six. I think uh, just the defense is stout, especially when they added Mika Fitzpatrick. Oh, that was a don't. I I might have to do a film room on how Mika Fitzpatrick impacted the Steelers defense. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's I think I think Mika Fitzpatrick is really the main guy in the defense. Devin Bush. Take a huge leap. Not this year, but hopefully Ryan Shazier returns. If he doesn't, I feel for the guy. But, uh, yeah. So now I got the Browns going 10-6. and six. Um, the YouTube comments is going to get. But, here's my defense for Baker Mayfield. I am a Baker Mayfield fan. Know why? Because I don't think Freddie Kitchens used him correctly. You know, 
the, those last the last half of the season where they tried to make a playoff push, but it was too little, too late. Um, Baker Mayfield is a rhythm play action type of guy. He doesn't like holding the ball a long time. This is the false quarterback where a system system really benefit. Like I've actually seen a dramatic difference between systems in the years that I've studied football. Like. Him from a vertical passing scheme. Now, Freddie Kitchens got way too damn excited when he saw Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb on his roster. He try, he's tried to switch back on what got Hugh Jackson fired last year. and Not last year, but the year before. And Baker Mayfield did fantastic when Freddie Kitchens stepped in because he... He was getting the ball out quickly, and he wasn't running a vertical damn passing scheme. And I think Kevin Stefanski knows how to use his guy. He recognizes that Baker Mayfield does well under one system. I think he'll change his system to that. And I really think they'll do a big proponent in, the, in, their, um, in their success this year. And I am not going to back down. I do think that... Uh, Odell Beckham will have a year like he had used to have on the Giants. I think he still is that wide receiver. I think Jarvis Landry is the perfect slot and number two receiver for that team. And 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 who's that? I don't. I can't name a third receiver on that team. But uh, I think the weapons around him, Cream Hunt, they signed him again. And Nick Nick Chubb's a beast. He has resemblance of Jim Brown. But I think I think they'll go ten and six. But I think they'll finish third in the division. Now, the chosen one, the savior, the Cincinnati Bengals will go from a two and fourteen record to a nine and seven record. Nine and seven record. Now the reason I think this is because Joe Burrow is just ridiculous. I still think Tua Tagovailoa is a better quarterback. But I think he's not ready. He he's he needs one or two more years to be a really viable option in the NFL. And I think um I think Joe Burrow is ready for the NFL and I think he'll help with Joe Mixon, AJ Green. Even though why did they sign AJ Green's franchise tag? Or why did they give him a franchise tag? He clearly wanted to be out. That's really beyond me. Um, but yeah, I think they'll go 9-7. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think it will set them up for multiple years of success after. But yeah, we got a lot of young teams on the rise this year, in my opinion. Now, I got... Actually, let me take a quick break. I'm going to go have some water, and I'll be right back with the rest of the AFC. Okay, now with my AFC South predictions. I got Houston going 11-5 because I believe in Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a generational talent. I don't think he's as good as Patrick Mahomes, but I think you put the ball in his hands, he's a clutch man. Just the management around him, I think on the right team, Deshaun Watson could be as good as Patrick Mahomes. Let's say you put Deshaun Watson in a team... And a team like the Steelers. Oh my god, he would be insane. 
But for that reason, I don't have them going like 3 and 13 or something crazy like that. I have them going 11 and 5. They do have Brandon Cooks, but why would you trade away DeAndre Hopkins for um, David Johnson? That's just stupid. Now I have Tennessee going 9 and 7. Some people will disagree with this because um, they did make the AFC Championship net last year with Tannehill, and he did. they did start off 2-4. So, uh, I just don't think... I just don't think um, Tannehill will make that next big step. If you give a quarterback with half a year of experience, under, like, like, under, like, half a year's experience under his belt with a team, a huge contract like that, never really works out the way you want it to. So that's that's my main reason of not going, not having them right outside the playoffs. They, they'll still be in playoff contention, but I still think that they'll be right, right. I still think they'll be right outside. And then I got in the Indianapolis Colts go ten and six because I just don't believe in Jacoby Brissett. I just think. He will crumble under the pressure, and he doesn't have that great of a team around him. The defense is okay. I think the defensive, the front seven's good in Indianapolis, but besides that, I do not think that it's anything really special. And, yeah, I just really don't believe in Indianapolis as a... I, I believe in Frank Wright. Um, Marlon Mack is good. Uh, Wilkins, I can't think of his false name, is good. And yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars, though. Don't get me started about the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. Jackson, I have them going 2-14. and 14 Because they are a complete mess. Leonard Fournette has been underperforming greatly. Um, he just doesn't hit the holes. If you guys want me to do a film room on him, I can show you why. I think I can put, uh, maybe, no promises, but on YouTube I'll put up a clip. But he clearly didn't hit his holes on this one play. And and multiple plays, a number of plays he's been underperforming. I just don't think he is the answer for Jacksonville. And I don't think Gardner Minshew is the answer. I think he is, but he needs more talent around him, especially on the defensive side of ball that clearly we're building with trading Calais Campbell and A.J. Boye, but I, st- but why sign Yannick Ngakwe? He clearly wants out. So why wouldn't you let him go out? You know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I really just think Yannick Ngakwe should will get traded before the season starts, and that defense will be in shambles. Miles um, Jack, Calvin Smith, I think he'll come back. He just he said he took he he'll he took a like he took a year off of football, so I think he'll come back. That linebacking core is pretty solid, if you ask me. Um, also, they drafted that guy out of Penn State, um, Yasia, Mar- whatever the Martiz Gross. Starts with a guy. Why I can't remember his name, but I think I think that linebacking call will be fine. Um, I do not think that um, that offense will be anything special. 
I don't take away from DJ Chalk though. He is a special player and he definitely deserved that Pro Bowl last year. And yeah, I really do think, I really do think DJ Chalk will keep the flaws, but I think he needs to be traded out of Jacksonville for him to succeed. But yet again, Jacksonville does need a few pieces to really, to really be successful in the NFL. And I think they start with DJ Shock and uh, Gardner Minshew. Now, moving on to the AFC East. With no surprise, I got Buffalo at 11-5 and and leading the division. Now, now I think Buffalo, they're the really only good team. I mean, Miami's a good team, but I think they will, they're the good enough team to make the playoffs. They, th- last year, think about this. If they would have... They, if they would have won against Ravens and won out the rest of the year, which I believe they did, um, they would have had the number one seed. But, um... Yeah, if they if they beat the Ravens, which they had many chances, and they should have beat the Patriots in Foxborough to win the division, they definitely would have been the number one seed last year. And I think Josh Allen continues on his great run and um and really shows the shows the um shows the league why they picked him six overall, six ninth ninth seventh. Seventh overall, not six. But yeah, I think Buffalo will win the division at eleven and five. And yeah, I have Miami coming second in the division at seven and nine. I do not have Tua starting though. I have Fitzpatrick starting, but I think Tua will start some games towards the end of the year. I think uh, Miami's one of the un- most underrated, well coached teams in the NFL. Surprisingly, they are really well coached, and um, I would like, and I think Miami is an underrated team, but I don't think they're good enough to make that playoff push yet. I would give them another one to two years, especially with Tua. I think Tua is the best quarterback in this past draft class, and I think that will eventually show in 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 uh, the next couple of years. Now the New York Giants, I have finishing ten and six, thrown in the division. I just don't believe in Sam Donald. He's I've I I'll give him one more year, but also the weapons around Sam Donald and the defense is just not there. Everyone was hyping him up um, that Monday night game last year against the Patriots in Metro Life, and they just laid an egg, dude. They just laid a goose egg, a big fat Z. I think they scored, but like for a good chunk of the game, they didn't score any points. And it was like just—it's just sad watching the New York Jets. I think they need to find another quarterback. I like. Um, I think they'll either grab Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence in the upcoming draft. I think they might tank towards the end of the season, but I think ten and six is a good spot for them, even though. Um, even though, uh, 
I mean, not 10, 6, 7, and, I mean, 6 and 10 is a good spot for them, but I think towards the end of the season, they might want to tank so they can grab a guy like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. I just hope the Patriots don't grab a guy like Trevor Field, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields because that will just, you know, I'm a big Patriots hater. I still non-biasedly um, analyze them, but I just, it's just, you never want a team to win that much, even if it's your own. You need to have some adversity in your franchise. Um, yeah, and then, and then next I got, um, um, New England finishing at 5 and 11. I just don't believe in Judge Denham. I don't think he can be successful in the league. You never know. He can surprise us. But I wouldn't doubt Bill Belichick. But I think he will try to be bad this year so he can get a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I don't, that's why I don't think he's signing a guy like Cam Newton right now. He would have. Cause, you know, Bill Belichick. Oh no, I, I thought he signed Andy Dolan for a second, but Cowboys. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. I think that's, I think that Prescott will also lose his starting job this year. But I'll go into that, and probably on the episode on Friday. But, um. I think they'll finish that's actually 5 a good and 11 because. But yeah, I think. Um, isn't great, and the New weapons will finish are not 5 and 11. Fantastic. I mean. Uh, I, Nikhil Harry's okay. Julian Edelman. Is borderline Hall of Fame wide receiver, but I think yeah he will definitely end up being a wide receiver, a good wide good wide receiver. I don't think he'll end up in the Hall of Fame, but the weapons around him too. Sony Michelle's good, and the defense is pretty good, but I just don't believe in Jared Stenham. Sit him. That's why I finish. I believe that they'll finish five and eleven. And now time to get to the AFC West. Now, this is gonna. Get get some people mad. I'll, I'll explain it. I'll explain it. I have the Denver Broncos finishing twelve and four and winning the division. And now and then I have the Chiefs finishing eleven and five. Now, listen to me on this one. Denver and Drew Locke. Drew Locke looked like a fantastic, fantastic quarterback to the end of last year. And think about it. The last two MVPs was a second-year player. It could have been three. Carson Wentz, back in 2017, when he when he got hot and the Eagles won the Super Bowl, got, would probably win the MVP if he didn't get hot. So, basically, the last three years, an MVP was second-year quarterback. I think this year, that quarterback's going to be Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's a dark horse for the MVP. I think Jay Judy's a... Fantastic route running option for the Denver Broncos. And I think KJ Hamler will bring that will fuller effect to the Denver Broncos. I think they will surge out of the gates next year and really capture the division because I believe Kansas City will go in a Super Bowl slump. I think they'll get a little too excited. Lose a games, lose a couple games that they should. I think Denver's gonna steal one from them at home, and I really think that Drew Lock will, Drew Lock and the Denver Broncos will beat Kansas City for the division, and that's that's my hot take of this is my first hot take of the 
of the entire episode so far. I think I've been pretty fair so far. Besides, besides New England, it's it's like I'm. I don't think they'll do well. But um, yeah, uh, I think I think Denver will win the division, finish number two in the AFC, and I think Chiefs will finish on five. I think they'll go into a little bit of Super Bowl slump. I think the defense will be the will slow down a bit. I don't think the defense will stay the same that they did last year. Towards the end of last year, they really fixed a lot towards the end of last year. And I think that um that it will be fantastic that that it'll be a good matchup to watch. I think it'll be a good matchup to watch, but right now I have the Broncos winning twelve and four winning the division. Now Las Vegas, I I have them sitting at six and ten because I just think um, Derek Carr isn't going to cut it, and Marcus Mariota is going to come in late in the season, but struggle still. I just don't believe in Derek Carr as a quarterback right now. I gotta be proven wrong, but yeah, I I think um, Marcus Mariota will end up starting, but I don't think he'll do quite well, and I think it'll be too little, too late. And then I have the Los Angeles Chargers five and eleven. They're basically playing 16 road games until they get into, I think they get into the new stadium, but I don't think the fan base is there. They could barely sell out a 20,000 Boston Stadium. And yeah, I really think the fan base isn't, isn't there for the Chargers. And, and they're gonna struggle because they basically play 16 round games. They're a good team, but they're always, always, they always held back. From injury, and I just think they're gonna finish five and eleven. So for my final standings to, for the AFC is Ravens got the one seed, Broncos got the Broncos got the two seed, um, Houston got the three seed, Buffalo has the four seed, uh, Steelers has the no Chiefs have the six seed. I mean the fifth seed. Steelers have the sixth seed, and then Browns have the seventh seed. That's my final rankings. And if I were to pick a Super Bowl matchup right now, I'd probably go Ravens, 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 Philadelphia. I think that would be a good game. I don't think what would be, I don't think would be a good game though would be Buffalo, Buffalo, um, Buffalo. Let's go. Buffalo Seattle wouldn't be a good game. To be honest, in the Super Bowl. Now, speaking of not good games, now let's get into our esports segment of the video. It was very sports heavy today because I was focused on, um, a prediction. That's, that's really heavy. It's not talking about one subject. It's a prediction for the whole NFL seasons going team by team. But let's talk about the battle royale genre in video games. Now, now, each battle royale that's entered, tried to enter itself into, into the game. First to eighth H1C1, second with PUBG, then Fortnite, and now Warzone. Pub, H1Z1 and PUBG really, really, really relinquished in, in popularity after a year. And I think, um, I just think the battle royale genres, in like 
kind of kind of in a shady place right now. I just think uh I just think um um that the that uh that PUBG really was the best off no no, I think was Fortnite was easily the best offering so far. It's the most diverse, most fun offering in the Battle Royale genre. Uh, the game is clearly dead. Epic Games has not done anything fun to it. It's not the old Fortnite we used to know. And I really think that it, the pop, the, for Fortnite to stay alive the next season, which the event will happen when you guys are seeing this, when I post this, it'll happen it already has happened, but for me, it's tomorrow. I think the event will have play. I mean, the new season and the event will play a huge factor on whether Fortnite becomes a p- popular game again, or it really, really sizzles down in popularity, and we just start to see the decline of Fortnite. Now, Warzone, Warzone's an interesting game. Right now, it's a very fun game. I say it's very fun. Many of the people who I play video games with would disagree with me on that, but personally, I think it's a very fun game. But, yeah, I just think, uh, I just think, um, Warzone, being a mainstream company like Affinity Ward, I just think, um, that just really hurts Warzone because they can't come up with frequent updates and really update the game to the standard that people want it to be, and that will, that just really, that just really, watch them, um, I got, I mean, really, there's nothing else to say about Battle Royales, it's just, it's just, it's an interesting genre of video games, it's, uh, basically a free world, but they control where you go, and you fight, you can either fight players or disengage with players, not like, Traditional first-person shooters. You either in, you have to engage with a player if you want to win the round. But in battle Royale, you can disengage with a player if you really want to win the round, or you can engage with them, push them, whatever you want. But yeah, I just think um, battle Royale is a really weird place right now. I just the popularity of Fortnite is starting to decline. I think it really all depends if they add a really fun weapon in the new season. Um. Yeah, uh, I just think, I just think the new season, the new season of Fortnite's supposed to be filled in by water, and, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's obviously supposed to, supposed to drain over time, um, supposed to drain over time. Season 2 was a really interesting season. At first, it started to pick up um, in popularity. It's 11 a.m. No! Crap, I think I need to... Um, but yeah, I think it definitely increased in popularity. And I just think, um... I just think the season two was an inter, cause Foster started off fast paced, but late on the season, it really didn't do much. <coughs> Sorry about that. It didn't really do much. The mythic weapons are way too overpowered for a competitive. Now watching FNCS is insane. 
Battle Royale Esports is another really interesting topic. I would like to dive into that deeply um, with another person. I'll probably invite someone on for a show next week about the deep dive into Battle Royale Esports. But yeah, I just think Fortnite really depends depends its whole thing. Depends its whole... It's whole, the, it's, his hands is in the next season. The next season in, isn't interesting and fun for the casual players, but competitive enough for the competitive players that you gotta find that balance. Now with skill-based matchmaking, that was just a total train wreck. I feel like Arena's perfect for those, fin, uh, skill-based matchmaking. And, um, I just don't think it should be in public matches. I just don't think, I don't see a place for that. And, but, yeah, Warzone, they need to come out with more updates, more fun ways to play the game. Like, I don't even know, like, a, like something new. Something new. So, and have, like, now, I think what's perfect for Warzone right now is having a skilled base matchmaking mode. Which, because, right, if you're just on out Warzone, you are going to get dookied on. If you just start out right now, or if you, and and if you've been playing for a while, you should be able to get better. So, so I really think there should be a ranked game mode for Warzone, kind of like they have in CS:GO competitive. Um, Fortnite's a great, also a great example for VR games. But yeah, um, that's my. I just think battle royals are on a decline. There's no real. Game right now that's interesting besides Battle Royale. It's just been in the game for so long, a fun, interesting game for so long that I don't know what will break through. Like Valorant tried to break through, but after playing up so much, I've been playing since like the first week of closed beta, even though it just came out like fourteen, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um. I've been playing it since closed beta, which was in early April. It's gotten really repetitive. It's gotten super repetitive. And I just don't see the, the, um, place for Valent. Cause you got CSGO. I see the appeal, but I, I just don't think they need to add like a different game mode. I think a battle royale would work for Valent. I don't know why, I just think it would. Because of the mechanics and like the movement players. Oh, those would be so good in Battle Royale for rotation. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say about Battle Royales. I know that esports spot of this, this video game spot of this was short this week. I mean, on this episode, but don't worry about it. Next episode, I'm gonna do since Fortnite, I mean, since the Fortnite season will will be released. I'm going to do a full review on my podcast, and I'll release a YouTube video reacting to it on this same channel. And I'm sorry, I can't record the stream or record the, the season event because I actually have football practice during that time. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you listened all the way to the end, make sure to go follow my Twitch, T- www backslash 
twitch.tv slash bigpoppy underscore live. The link will be in the description. Make sure you go subscribe and like the podcast if you want to see more episodes. And thank you everyone for watching if you made it in this long. Bye.